Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hello everyone, Charles Watts here. Welcome back to Inside Arsenal. I hope you're well wherever you're watching or listening to this show around the world. It is Wednesday. It's been a bit of a slow start to the week, hasn't it? I think we've all started to just about get over what happened at the weekend. That FA Cup defeat against Liverpool is all a little bit quiet now with no football. Of course, this weekend for Arsenal, they are in their little winter break, if you want to call it that, over here in uh, with Premier League clubs. Um, and they are sunning themselves over in Dubai, which I tell you what I could really do with right now because it is Baltic out there at the moment. If you're in the UK, you know what I'm talking about. But Arsenal don't need to worry about that. They are, uh, yeah, enjoying a little bit of sunshine, a bit of downtime with their families, a bit of training, a bit of commercial stuff as well. We'll talk about that a little bit later on in today's show. We'll look at what Emil Smith-Rowe has been saying as well. Got some questions and comments from you guys as well. Just including some stuff on Amadou and Nana, who, of course, I spoke about in yesterday's show amid all those links between Arsenal and the Everton midfielder. Um, but I wanted to start today's show, sort of focus today's show a little bit on on Mikel Arteta and what, what I think, anyway, needs to be his January priority. Now, of course, yes, I know we're slap bang in the middle of the transfer window. And for a lot of people, that is the most important thing right now. Any sort of priority... When it comes to Arsenal, Mikel Arteta, the club should be about transfers and strengthening the squad and spending a load of money, of course. look, And I, I want new signings for Arsenal. Of course I do. I'm a fan. At the end of the day, I want my squad to be as strong as possible. I want, if Arsenal aren't scoring goals, I wouldn't mind a new attacker. Not so much a striker, I have to say. I think a uh, winger for me would be the, uh, the absolute priority. If uh, someone said, right, here's £70 million, go and buy yourself a player for Arsenal right now, I think it'd probably be a winger that I'd spend it on rather than a striker, but that's just me. Everyone has their own opinion on that. But look, I spoke about it. I spoke about it in yesterday's show and made those links to Anana. how at the moment it's very, very difficult to see Arsenal doing any significant amount of business this window because of the financial restraints that they have, how close they are 
to the sort of um, FFP guidelines. And I don't really see that changing. I can't sit here right now and rule it out completely. But all the messages I get, and that's all I can keep reiterating, is that it's very, very unlikely Arsenal are going to do anything massive. They're going to, you know, they are in the market. They are looking. If something's there for them to do that they can do, they will try and do it. Um, but in terms of going out and splashing out 70, 80 million pounds on someone, I just don't see it happening. I've had I've had no sort of indication that that is possible this window. So as much as I understand that will be the priority of an awful lot of people, I think Arsenal's priority, and certainly Mikel Arteta's priority right now, while he's sitting over in Dubai, is to start improving what he's got and getting more out of what he's got. And when I look at it specifically in terms of what his priority has to be this January, it's got to be to get Bukai Saka firing once again. You know, same could be said for a couple of players. You know, Gabriel Martinelli, especially his form has been, you know, sort of under the spotlight a lot recently. But I think specifically Bukayo Saka, he's been off form for a while now. That's very, very obvious. It was, you know, he's poor again against Liverpool in the FA Cup. I think when you look at his stats, I think he's got two goals in the Premier League in 12 games. He's got a couple of Champions League goals between that as well. Um, I think going back from to the Luton game, which was on December the 5th in the league. He's got one goal and one assist. He got an assist in that Luton game. You know, for a player so important and as absolutely crucial as Bakaya Saka is to Arsenal, that's not enough. And Mikel needs to find a way of getting more out of him and getting him back to his best. It's so, so crucial. He, You know, he's so important to Arsenal. And yes, he's young and you can look at it and think, why Arsenal so reliant on such a young player? You know, that that, that is a question. 100%. But I don't think last season they were absolutely reliant on Saki. You look at everyone, everyone chipped him with goals. You know, Martinelli, Odegaard as well. The fact that that's not all happening as well just sort of makes the problem even bigger. But I think with Saka, in terms of how important he is to this Arsenal team, finding a way of getting him back towards his best is going to be absolutely crucial. And that has to be Arsenal's priority. Because if you're not going to sign anyone, certainly not going to sign anyone significant that is going to really improve the attack, you have to get Saka back to his best and scoring goals and, and assisting goals. If you don't do that, then it's going to be a long second half of the season for Arsenal. So whether it be, I don't know, just literally letting him spend two weeks with his feet up on the sun lounger right now in Dubai or a week in Dubai, however long it is there, um, whether it be that, whether it be, I don't know, psychological stuff while you're over there in terms of chats with the with coaches, with Arteta, whatever it is, it has to be, it's, it's just so, so important, I feel, that Saka comes back from this break refreshed, recharged and back to his best. Because if he doesn't, then it's going to be a real struggle for Arsenal in the second half of the season. And I say that not as a criticism of Saka. He's young. When you're a young player, you have dips of form. The, the sort of amazing thing about Saka is he hasn't really had that. From the moment he walked into the first team, he hasn't really had this sort of drop-off in form. I'd say this is one of the first sort of periods of his very young career so far where that form has tailed off a little bit. And so it's not a criticism of him at all. It's just, it's what happens in football. But for Arsenal, you can't really afford to let that go on for too long because if it does, then you're really going to start to suffer. And I think we're already seeing that. You know, I think Arsenal are already having starting to suffer as a result of that because he's so crucial to them. He's so good. He's scores so many goals he sets up many so many goals when that sort of takes away is taken away from the team 
then it's no surprise the results start to suffer a little bit. And again, I do throw Martinelli into the mix. You know, the two wingers are so crucial to us. And this is why I, I was saying just now at the start that if I had £70 million that suddenly just landed on my table and it was like, go and sign a player, who would it be? As much as I know so many people want a striker, for me, it'd be a winger. Because if Saka's underperforming or if Martinelli is underperforming, the way that Arsenal play, that limits them so much and they just don't really have any other options at the moment. Yes, you've got Reese Nelson who did get a chance against Liverpool. We didn't exactly take it. He didn't do badly, but he didn't exactly take it. They've got Leandro Trossard, but he plays so differently to Martinelli over on that left-hand side that when he comes in, it just looks like a very different Arsenal team. And so I think that's why that is the, the most important area for Arsenal right now with the struggles that they're having for goals right now is if you had another top, top, top quality winger who you could bring into the team when one of them is struggling that would be so, so important. Uh, you know, Pedro Neto is a player I've mentioned, you know, that sort of player, uh, Michael Lise, who could, you know, just make something happen out of nothing, who could come in, could allow you to allow Saka to have a little bit of a rest. Obviously, that's not going to happen. You know, Arsenal aren't going to go out and just spend 80, 70, 80 million pounds, whatever it would take to sign Michael Lise in January. It's just not, again, I say it's not going to happen. I could never sit here and rule anything out at all. But all the indications are that I've had anyway is that it is not something like that. It's not going to happen. And so if that is the case, if you can't do anything in terms of bringing players in, then you've got to get more out of the players you've got. And those two players who are underperforming, you know, massively, Martinelli, two goals in the Premier League this season. That is not what you expect from Martinelli, especially with the standards he set last season. Now, last season, perhaps with a little bit of an outlier, I think when you looked at Arsenal's XG, I think they scored about 16 goals more than they should have done last season in terms of their XG. So they did overperform in front of goal. This season, they've come back down to pretty much a normal level. As much as we all say Arsenal aren't scoring as many goals or creating as many good chances this season, when you look at their goals scored in terms of their XG, it's very level. So they are kind of performing as they should in terms of XG to the quality of chances they're creating. Last season was a bit of an outlier. So you can't always rely on that happening. But even so, there's no doubt you look at Martinelli this season. And we are talking fractions here. There's been so many chances, you know, the Everton goal that was ruled out for the most minimal of offside. There's been chances when he come in and hit the post. You know, he could easily be sitting here on six or seven goals this season, Martinelli, which for a winger would be a normal return at this stage of the season. Unfortunately, he's only on two, but that's not enough. You need more than that, especially when goals from your wide men are so important, which they are in the way Arsenal play. So, you know, for all the priorities in January, for all the talk of strikers, of money being spent and all of that, you know, take that all out of the equation because, as I said, in my from my understanding and certainly from what you know, other journalists who cover the club say as well, that doesn't look like a, that too much of a realistic prospect. Even Mikel said it after the game at the weekend. He said it was it wasn't really unre, unrealistic prospect to bring in a striker, and he said also in the press conference, which was like a throwaway line in there in terms of forwards and lack of goals, and if he could, you know, go into the market and do something. He said. You know, there's what we want to do and there's what we can do. And again, that was a very sort of big hint in terms of, yes, he probably knows he would like to go out and spend 70 odd million pounds on bringing in another attacker for the squad. But he knows right now in January that that's just very, very unrealistic. So you can't do that. Sort out what you've got. Improve what you've got. Get more goals from Saka. Get more goals from Martinelli. Get more goals from Odegaard. Find a way of getting their confidence back. And that's what these next two weeks are so, so crucial. Because if Arsenal come back against Crystal Palace after the break, bang, beat them 4-0, Saka scores two, Martinelli scores two. You know, your season can just reignite like that. And you can start your forwards suddenly get that confidence boost they need. Because they're not bad. They haven't stopped. They haven't, you know, they're not terrible players. They haven't, you know, lost their lost their quality overnight. They're just in a bad run of form. And the problem for Arsenal is collectively it's happening together at the same time. 
so you've got to find a way of getting over that so for me that is the absolute priority but let me know anything that i've just waffled on about for the last 10 minutes let me know if you agree disagree let me know in the comments below what your thoughts are on what the key thing for arteta to get out of this next sort of month or certainly this next couple of weeks when he has the players all together with no games to worry about what the focus what the priority has to be ahead of that return game against crystal palace in a couple of weeks time hey it's ryan reynolds and i'm here with keith co-star of my upcoming film if only in theaters may 17th do you want to tell people the big news All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an airbnb your home might be worth more than you think find out how much at airbnb.com slash host um turning the attentions to dubai right now arsenal obviously of course over there arsenal did announce it yesterday on their on their website um that they had gone over there this is what they had to say about it taking advantage of the premier league's winter break Mikel arteta the coaching support staff and the players are in dubai until tuesday january the 16th so that is one week yesterday allowing them to intensify their training sessions in the sunnier climate regularly traveled to dubai over the last few years during the chilly british winters seeking training conditions in warm weather and this year's opportunity provides the squad with a chance to work hard together for the second half of the campaign as well as a host of training sessions in sunnier climes ahead of our return to action against palace Uh, the squad will participate in several active activations with club partners, including Emirates, Adidas, uh, Sober Realty and TCL. Activations with club partners. What on earth does that mean? Basically, they're just doing a load of commercial gigs while they're over there. So you're probably going to see pictures at some point over next week or so of Arsenal, uh, the Emirates headquarters or the classic Mikel Arteta sitting in a cockpit of an aeroplane. Um, you know, some stuff with Adidas, all that sort of stuff. So you're probably going to see some pictures emerging. You know, the players have gone out there. As I said yesterday, Mikel, as much as it is a training exercise, it is very much a squad bonding exercise as well. It's what he always tries to do each year. He's allowed the families to go out there um, as well, just to sort of add to that a sort of more... I don't know, relaxed feel. Obviously, they're going to work hard in training and that is absolutely key and, that's, and he does want that to happen. But he also wants it to be a relaxed sort of squad family atmosphere out there. So he's allowed everyone to go over together and uh, they'll be coming back next Tuesday. So yeah, um, don't think too many of the comms department, the communications department that is, has gone over there um, with the squad. So I'm not sure how much we're going to see on the website. I think some of the, the camera guys have gone over there. So I imagine we'll see some training edits and things like that. But other than that, I think they're going to be pretty sort of enclosed away from uh away from things and i think that's what Mikel arteta and uh, and the club want right now uh emil's been speaking it's on the club website if you haven't seen it already a sort of big piece of emil about sort of focused around the no more red campaign and um uh the com sort of arsenal co community scheme and things like that but he was also talking a little bit about how he's feeling right now and coming back from the injury 
Um, he says he's feeling good. I've been back in training for a while and it's all good at the moment. I don't think I did anything differently in rehab. I just felt a lot better with it this time. At first, we thought the injury would be a bit longer, but I started feeling really good after just a few weeks and I kicked on and I'm feeling really good now. He says he had no problems at all in terms of um, you know, feeling the injury since he's come back. I'm not thinking about the injury at all. It's all behind me and I want to kick on by getting on the pitch. That would be nice. Uh, the team has been doing well lately. Obviously, this was before this interview was before the uh, last couple of games. Uh, and of course, I want to be part of that and get involved as soon as possible. So he wants to get he wants to kick on by getting on the pitch. It would be nice to see Emil Smith Rowe on the pitch, wouldn't it? Um, but yeah, uh, as you know, as far as I'm aware, when it comes to Emil, he's training hard, he's working hard, he is injury free, as he says there. He's just waiting for an opportunity. Hasn't had one really in the last few games. Um, you know, throw him in on, throwing him on for two minutes at the end of Liverpool FA Cup game. Not quite sure what that was that was going to achieve. He needs longer than that. Mikel said not so long ago that he would get his opportunities between now and the end of the season. Let's hope that those opportunities do come because, as I've said many times, I do feel like there is a player there that could really help Arsenal and bring something a little bit different to this attack, which, let's face it, right now when everyone is underperforming, can't really be too bad a thing. Right, moving on to some of your questions and comments now. I've got here one from, uh, here's one from uh, Step 1-2. Um says, Charles, hello. Uh, on the Anana thing, you're saying party is back soon and El Nenny is back soon. AFCOM hasn't started yet. Soon is the wrong word. And obviously, party is a long way off. I'm seeing that they are picking players when they're available rather than what is needed at the moment. A long-term plan. I'm happy with that. If it sticks, I'm sure it will move to attackers in the summer. Might even be the summer until uh, we get all the bits and pieces of the puzzle. It's not now. It's a build. I actually love it. If they sign Anana, it shows a serious long-term plan not a reaction to maniacs. Yeah, look, if they did, did sign an honor, and as I spoke about in yesterday's show, my understanding of that is not to get too excited about it. He's a player that, you know, is a player they admire, as they do plenty of midfielders, and they are going to have to sort their midfield out pretty, pretty soon. When you look at the age range of the midfielders that they have, you look at the contract situation of the midfielders they have, there's no doubt they're going to need to add one, potentially two, you know, maybe even three, long term in, when it comes to planning for the midfield over the next sort of four or five years. And, you know, all I was talking about was right now, when I said the um, sort of El Nenny's coming back, party's coming back, I'm just looking at what Arsenal are thinking right now in terms of the midfield, um, is that it's very hard for them to go out and spend the sort of money it would cost to get Anana this January. And so they've just got to look at it sort of on the short term and think, yes, El Nenny's away, but he will be back in four weeks' time or whatever it is, five weeks' time. Party, they are hopeful, will be back before that um, as well. They've got Jorginho, who is fit. They've got Declan Rice, who is fit. And so they just think they've, they're going to have to believe that they have enough to get through between now and the end of the season rather than going out and signing Anana this January. I think if they're going to be able to do anything in January, they're going to have to do it in an area where they think is more pressing need for that. And right now, in January, halfway through the season, in a really difficult window for them to do anything, there are other priorities rather than in the position that Anana plays. Um, and that's why, from what I've heard, if they are able to muster up anything in the transfer market, it will probably be in a different position to what Anana plays. So that's what I'm talking about. There's no doubt, though, that long-term thinking, you know, they need to sort out and work out what they're going to do in midfield. And it might be that Anana is a player that they they look to bring in um, because he is a player that they admire. He's a, play, he's a player that lots of clubs admire. But just in terms of this month, it's not one that I'm told that 
you know, there's a re very realistic chance of happening. I'm told as, as well, there's no talks going on right now with Everton uh, over Anana. Uh, here's one from Paul. He says, hello, Charles, love your channel. Just want uh, want to know your thoughts on this. People keep saying we've been found out. And one of the reasons for this is teams are now doubling up on Martinelli and Saka. So what I don't get is why other teams double up. Uh, other other teams don't double up on the likes of Salah and Diaz at Liverpool and Greenwich and Foden at City, who both never seem to struggle scoring goals considering we play a similar brand of football. Um, thanks. Well, they do. They're just those players at the moment are finding ways of getting around that and Arsenal's aren't. And, you know, you can put that down to form, to confidence, to whatever, to, you know, what's happening behind them, at the quick speed of ball that is happening from the midfield, potentially. I don't know. But, you know, there's no doubt. You want, when you watch Manchester City play, at the Etihad, they're dealing with what Arsenal are having to deal with at home. You know, they've got two banks of four in front of them. They've got the fullbacks being, um, sorry, the wingers being doubled up on. They're just finding ways of getting around it. And right now, as it stands, Arsenal aren't finding too many ways of getting around it. Although, again, having said that, it's not like they haven't created chances in the last few games they had. Um, and so, yeah, I, I do think they're facing what Arsenal are facing. But I think over the so far as the season as a whole, maybe they've found better ways of get, getting around it. But um, but yeah, thank you very much for your comment there, Paul. Uh, here's one from Sergio. He says, uh, he's from Peru. Hello, Sergio. Thanks for getting in touch. Uh, he said, the stats on yesterday's show supported something that's crossed my mind since the start of the season. What if last year's great attacking display was a blip? Last season, Martinelli and Odegaard massively outperformed their XG. Saka also scored more goals in his XG. This is something only world-class forwards can achieve consistently year after year. Your Haaland's, Canes and Salah's. Last year, our forwards at world-class, but it seems they've taken a step back to being very good players, but not at the level to compete with City. And Liverpool, yeah, look, potentially, I spoke about this earlier on the show, but actually, you know, Arsenal did overperform their XG by about sort of 16-odd goals in the Premier League last season. This season, they're pretty much scoring what their XG is. So they have fallen back to, to the norm which perhaps is no big surprise. You know, you, you'd look at some of those forwards that you're talking about there, your Canes, your Salas, they're on a different age spectrum to, to Arsenal and experience spectrum to Arsenal. You know, they're at the very, very peak of their powers right now. Arsenal's main attackers, main goal threats are their wingers who are very, very young at the moment. They're just having a bit of a drop off in form. Um, and I don't think that's overly surprising after the highs of last season that they've fallen back again. The crucial thing for Arsenal is that they get back to last season's form very, very quickly because I do think they, you know, they're not showing their best right now. And the very best forwards do overperform their XG. You look at you know, the players you've listed there. I think of Son, for example, at Spurs. Brilliant finisher, takes loads of great chances. You know, I, I haven't looked at what his stats are in terms of over his XG, but I'm absolutely sure he outperforms his XG because of his quality of his finishing. And that's what Arsenal's top forwards need to do. They need to be able to, when they, it's not that they need a brilliant chance to score. They can just score, you know, decent chances. And this season, that's not really been happening. They've been missing those chances and they need to get better on that uh, for me. And fingers crossed they will. All right, everyone, thank you very much for your time. As always, that's it from me today. We'll be back tomorrow once again to discuss all things Arsenal. Anything you want me to talk about in tomorrow's show, please do let me know in the comments below. Any opinions, comments, questions, anything like that you want discussed tomorrow, just hit me down as usual in the comments below. Until then, everyone, have a very good day. I'll speak to you soon. Bye-bye. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. 
Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.